Hey, Fifth Line, it's Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast, the most knowledgeable and informative Blue Jackets podcast. You probably shouldn't listen to anyone else but the Artillery Podcast. All right, guys, how was that? Okay, look, uh, I can do more. It's going to cost you more, but I can do more. Anything else? No? Nothing? All right. Here's your host, Jordan, Kyle, Warren, and Tyler. What's up, little boomers? Welcome in to the podcast, episode 223. And uh, not a lot of people here today do this podcast. You know, the jackets start to suck. All my co-hosts abandon ship. And you hate, you hate to see it. You hate to hear it. And uh, I was going to do this episode all by myself. And honestly, I probably still should. But, you know, we're going to give the intern a, a go, a look at it today. Uh, it's Braden. Braden's here. How we doing? <laughs> We're doing good, man. We're doing good. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah. So um, again, he's our intern for this season. So I'll I'll acknowledge him throughout the podcast sometimes, and other, otherwise he has no right to speak. Um, he has to remain silent at all times until I give him the green light. Green light. Uh, so I can talk now. Yes. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Uh, but uh, so Kyle is in Helsinki. Is that how you say? It? I think Helsinki. Probably. I don't know. It's a it's over in Finland. That's where the Jackets are playing here this weekend. Uh, they have two games uh, against Colorado. They're both at 2 o'clock Friday and Saturday. So Kyle's over there. Uh, Tyler, don't know where he's at. And Warren, do we ever know where Warren goes? I don't think. It's, he's, a mis- he's a man of mystery. But uh, you know what? We're still going to knock out a podcast today, and that's why we're here. So uh, I would you know, banter with, with my co-host, but I have really none. So I guess we'll just get into it. You know, we'll get into the old hockey talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Blue Jackets are a dumpster fire. There's no way around it. They're not playing good at all. Um, they have moments throughout the game, throughout a game where they play good. Me and Braden were talking before the podcast, you know. It seems like they have relatively one decent period throughout a game. Yeah, they play one good period of game. It's not enough to win you a hockey game. You got to... <laughs> You got to play all three, Believe, at least two. It's a crazy concept. It is crazy that if you win two out of the three periods in a three-period hockey game, most of the time you win the game. Most of the time you win. And, you know, we were, we were talking about the Boston game, and the first period really didn't look that bad. They no. had some good opportunities. Gaudreau had a good look. He, uh, he had a takeaway and, you know, kind of had a one-on-one with a goalie. Um, so there were some good opportunities. Elvis stopped a good amount of shots in that first period. But then the second period comes, and the third period comes, and the team just forgets how to play hockey. Yeah. I mean, to give up a shorthanded goal when we already have the worst power play in the league. Yeah. Real, real punch in the gut. It's a punch in the gut. When Speaking of the worst power play in the league, so keep in mind, we are now, so we're three and seven, correct? So that's 10 games in on yeah. the season. Can you guess how many power play goals we have right now, Braden? I'm going to stick with my gut and the safe guess. It's zero. Zero. Correct. Yeah. So we're the only team in the National Hockey League with zero power play goals. Meanwhile, the league right now across the board, the average for power play goals right now is about seven goals per team. Seven power play goals. And the Blue Jackets are currently sitting at zero. I'm curious to know, and you as our intern, you know, maybe you could fact check this and find out for us. It might be a hard you know, thing to find, but... What's the worst start in terms of power play goals in a season in the National Hockey League ever? Because I think we're on pace for it. 
if not already pretty much there. 0-25 is where we're at. And it's absolutely unacceptable, honestly. So back to the Boston game. Jackets lost that one 4 nothing. Elvis does get pulled in the third period. Um, and this is back-to-back home games where the fans just kind of let the, the players have, have it. They, the, the boos rain down a nationwide arena after a while. And the, kind of the most, I think a lot of times the boos get started in these type of games when the Blue Jackets are on the power play and they can't even get through their freaking neutral zone. They can't even get through the neutral zone to set up a play without the puck getting deflected and then the opposing team taking it down on our side and scoring a goal. Yeah, and I mean, it's just abysmal. You can't get through the neutral zone when you're up a guy. You can't even set up a play to get a good shot off. And I mean, I, w- I was there at the Boston game. The boost started late in the second period. I mean... To be fair, it you know it is Halloween season, so the booze you know it could have been festive. Maybe it was a festive thing. But I, I'd, I'd like to think maybe it was directed <laughs> at the jackets. You know, they uh, yeah. they kind of need to hear it, two games in a row. Yeah. So l- listen, and there's a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people on social media that have their interpretations or or, or their ideas of how to be a fan, and uh, some people are anti-boo, and I understand that. I get that. It's your team. Some people are pro-boo. I think there's a point where, for a while, I think I was definitely kind of anti-boo. I was kind of like, you know what, this is my team, no matter what I'm going to support. But I feel like sometimes a good way to voice your frustration as a fan is to maybe let out a couple boos. I see nothing wrong with it. Um, I'm paying a lot of money to be in that building. I'm paying a lot of. I'm paying fourteen dollars for a beer. Um, you know, last time I was there, I got a Jack double and ended up paying twenty-three dollars and fifty cents. And that wasn't including the tip. So I'm sitting my ass in that arena, you know, paying quite a bit of money. And I'm watching a product that is absolute dog shit right now. Absolute dog shit. Um, And and if I want to boo, I think I have the right to boo as a fan. That's just all I got to say. And and there's going to be the super positive fans. Well, well, you know, just cheer for them and maybe they'll come out of it. I believe they're going to come out of it. But hockey is 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 a sport where I feel like the fans can be a little rough on the players. Like, come on, boys, let's go. I mean, they're rough on, they're rough, uh, on each other on the ice. Why can't we be rough to them behind the, 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 the glass? Right? Exactly. I mean, I think there was a point in time growing up where I would be anti-boo, but I mean, now after seeing the way they played the other night, and then I can only imagine how bad it was the game before, too. Uh, yeah. What game was that? The... For Boston, it's all a blur. Uh, it yeah. was the Yotes, I think. The Yotes, yeah. yeah. Losing 6-3 to three to the worst team in hockey and then coming back and losing 4-0. It's the third game in a row they've lost at home, too. I didn't know if you knew that. It sounds about right. I mean, third game in a row yeah. they've lost at home. I mean, you have fans that are paying for tickets, and I mean, two out of those three games, the opposing fans almost outnumbered the homestand fans. Yeah. Not but, the Arizona game, but yeah, you said two out of the three. Yeah, the Penguins yeah, and the Bruins. Three, yeah. I mean, at yeah. the Bruins, it was probably almost... 60-40 Bruins, or Columbus Bruins fans. I mean, it was, it just wasn't good. It was uninspired hockey is the word you're looking for. I know we said dumpster fire, dog, dog shit hockey, uninspired. They just don't look like they want to be on the ice. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, th- there is, um, there just seems to be a disconnect right now between the coaching and, and the players. And, I mean, the coaches seem to be, we'll get into Brad Larson here, um, here in a bit, but, you know, I don't think it's from, from lack of effort. I think the coaches are definitely trying to get something to work, 
But for whatever reason, it's just there's everything is just misfiring and nothing is connecting. And, you know, like I said, that Boston game, we played one game, one period of decent hockey. I mean, it, it, it looked like we were kind of somewhat going toe to toe with Boston in the first. And then there was just that collapse. And that seems to be a pattern of behavior this whole season. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, believe it or not, like we said, if, if, you, if they end up playing three full periods, chances are, are good that we could possibly win a game. But they just can't seem to, to do that. Um, something I do want to talk about and mention, um, I, was kind of, I was relatively impressed with Sillinger during the Boston game. Um, I, I caught some highlights uh, just a minute ago as well as watching the game when it was happening. But, you know, I like to recap and watch a little bit before I hit record on a podcast. And, and there were moments where I just thought Sillinger uh, was rising to the occasion. And, and I, don't, I still don't understand. And I'm not saying Sillinger is the answer to the problems. I'm just saying I think Sillinger can be a help in the part of being part of the solution. I don't see why we have him sitting there on that third line the majority of the time. Like, where's what happened from Cole Sillinger being a, a first, second line guy last season when we ended up finishing 500 last season in a, in a quote rebuild, and we had a pretty good a pretty good season last year. Didn't make the playoffs, yeah, but we weren't supposed to. But Cole Sillinger comes out at 18 years old, makes this team, and is just a, a force on the ice. And now we're just kind of suppressing his talent on that second third line and I don't understand why I just feel like you got to give a guy like Cole Sillinger an opportunity now I do know you know Boone Jenner's face-off percentage is phenomenal Boone Jenner's grit is incredible Boone Jenner's overall skill I don't know is is first line center worthy and that's where I would like to see a Cole Sillinger step in and maybe see what he could do on that first line because when Cole Sillinger gets the puck he just knows what to do with it. He gets so many good looks, so many good opportunities. He has an incredible puck handling ability. Um, he has a, a wicked shot. And I just feel like he's, his, his talent is just getting suppressed on that third line. Not to, sit, not to knock his line mates, because obviously when you get to this level, everybody's talented. But I just think Cole Sillinger is a lot better than what the Jackets are letting him do right now as a part of this team. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Especially, I mean, of late, he's gotten good shots. He's just, I don't think he's, like you said, I don't think he's on a line that necessarily facilitates him the best way that he yeah, can I don't think it's impact beneficial. that team. Yeah, I don't think it's beneficial to him to be a, to be down there. I think his talent, uh, you know, if, if we trusted him so much last season with, with, with getting top minutes, then what, what happened this year? Because I don't think Jack Rozovic is a first, second line center. No. I know, we all know what Jack Rozovic's role is. To me, Jack Rozovic is is a third-line center at best. I th he's a good player. He's going to get you 15, 20 goals a season. But we already know what we have with Jack, Jack Rozovic because he's been around the league for a while. We still don't know what we completely have with a Cole Sillinger, but we, 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 well, we've caught glimpses of what he can do from last season to this season. And so I want to give the kid a better opportunity to, to succeed. And like I said, I feel like we're just kind of suppressing his ability and his talent on that third line. That's kind of something I, I, as a takeaway from the Boston game and a couple other games this season where I, I think he deserves a better opportunity and a better, a better shake at it. So, or yeah. a fair shake at it. That, yeah, not a better shake. shake. Not fair shake. Yeah, not better shake makes no sense. No, it doesn't. But yeah. fair shake. Fair, I mean, absolutely. Shake. Just to yeah. kind of go off that a little bit more. He's 19, right? Second year in the league. Yeah. He deserves to grow as a player, especially challenge him. Put him in one of those first two yeah. lines. Let him. At this point, we have nothing to lose. No, I mean, if anything, it can only hurt or help us. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, so the Boston game happened, 
And we're like, oh, it can't get worse from here. We're going to play New Jersey. They're not that great of a team. Um, they're a decent team. They got some, you know, some young talent with the with the with the old Hughes on there. But uh, so the Jackets go to New Jersey on Halloween. Coincidentally enough, I mean, it was the, the Devils uh, versus the Jackets. I think we just didn't have a lot of things going for us, you know, no. headed into uh, headed into Jersey. But uh, Jackets go in there. It was terrible. Yeah, it got fucking worse. <laughs> it got worse. And kind of what we were saying earlier, you know how the Jackets, we kind of see them play kind of one complete period. Well, that didn't even happen during this I'm game. not even sure they played 10 minutes of a period. No, no, they didn't. They 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 struggled out the gate. Um, and it's kind of what you said earlier, Braden, uninspired. Kind of, that's kind of the... Uh, kind of the word of the day, I guess, the word of the season, maybe, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And, uh, yeah, they, they go into Jersey. They fall 7-1. to one. There was one lone, lone goal from Chenikov, assisted by Sillinger. Imagine that. And also Kent Johnson. Uh, 53 shots on goal by the Devils. Yeah. 53. Math don't work there. No. Yeah, 53 shots by the Devils, 21 by the Blue Jackets. Uh, and you know what I did like? And I did enjoy was seeing Elvis have to stick it out the whole game. Mm-hmm. He didn't get pulled because he got pulled in Boston. Yeah, they put Tarasov in in, in, in the third period. Uh, this one was kind of like you know what? <laughs> I think a lot of times when you pull a goalie, you're trying to send a message to your team to kind of inspire them to do better in that game. To me, that shows me Brad Larson realized we weren't going to do better, and we're just going to leave Elvis in here and just absolutely just get absolutely thrashed. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah, I think that was a, I think that was more of a wake up call for Elvis and the team entirely. It's like, no, we're gonna leave him in, and we're just gonna see what happens here. That's honestly because yeah. obviously it's not going well. So the way you look at it, so a message can be sent by pulling a goalie, and the message can also be sent by not pulling the goalie. That's kind of is that what you're saying? Like exactly. I mean, I think it's two very different messages. I think when you pull a goalie, that sends a very different message. Yeah. Than leaving him in in this game and just kind of letting him drown a little bit. And I, yeah. we all know Elvis can play to it. We all know Elvis, Elvis can play at that high level. But, I mean, right here he did not show even an inkling of it. So you got to let him out there and just kind of figure it out. And, I mean, he, he didn't really figure it out. I mean, seven goals in one game, no matter how you chalk it up, you can blame defense, whatever you want to blame it. Seven goals in one game is on your goalie. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's definitely, you know, the goalie plays a significant role in that. And there was, there was quite a few goals that went in during the Devils game or the, uh, sorry, the uh, – um, the Boston game where it was just a bad look on Elvis. Like, uh, and, and we, you know, we've always talked about, I try to give Elvis a fair shake here. I try to give goaltending a fair shake, especially when the team is not playing well. But I have to agree with Kyle here. Kyle's been very adamant about the goaltending and how we just don't have that great of goaltending. And we, maybe we've just kind of been duped because we had, we've had a good team in front of the goaltending to not really allow the opportunity for goals to be scored all the time. Um, but this this season, man, we're just we're seeing the holes with 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 the team on defense, offense, and now goaltending. And goaltending to me is a big concern. Um, it's it's just Elvis is letting in things that you should just not let in. And and there are times where you need your goaltender to rise to the occasion and make a big save. And Elvis has failed to do any of that this year. Exactly. I think you said it last week or two weeks ago. We need Elvis or Tarasov to step up and make that huge one-on-one breakaway save where mm-hmm. they're not supposed to make a save, where they're yeah. outmatched, very much favors 
the offensive player in that situation. I mean, even in the Boston game, I they got a, I think it was their third goal of the game. They got a breakaway, and I was like, oh, this is going in. Like, and it went in. It went in. Exactly. Like that shouldn't be the thought you have. No. In a one v one situation with your goalie, you should be like, oh, there's a chance. Yeah. This isn't going in. Like we got our guy. I mean, neither and, of them have stepped up at all and made that big save to kind of rally an offensive right, yeah, strike. Exactly. Like it, when a goaltender does that to what you just said there, like it's going to rally your team. It's going to rally your guys. You're going to be like, hell yeah, dude. Like you did that. Let's go do this next shift. Here we go. Let's get it. Let's get it done. And just from offense to defense to goaltending, everything has just fallen flat and nothing seems to be clicking. Um, but yeah, so the Jackets, again, they fall to the Devils 7-1 to in New Jersey. Um, they, it seems like they kind of brought the body a little bit, though. They had 27 hits, 21 blocks uh, compared to the Devils 13-12. to It just they, it seems, though, they lacked the skill. There was no skill there. It's just they were throwing the body, trying to maybe get things going. I don't know. Just did not work. So one thing that it was interesting after the game – and we've seen this happen before, but this I think this is the first time this season that we've seen it happen before is following the game, the locker door, the locker room door just remains shut. And be, and that suggests that there was a team meeting after the game. I think it was a players only meeting. I don't think the coaches were in there. I think this was probably led by the captains of the team. And it's it usually happens when you know, after a game like this, <laughs> after a game where it is just a complete disconnect from from period one through period three, and and I I I I like to see that. I like to see the leadership of this team take you know take it to to these guys, and 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 maybe it'll help them. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But uh, yeah, having having a, a team meeting following that game, I think, speaks volumes to to Captain Boone Jenner and. And the associates there to maybe get this thing turned around. Yeah, I mean, I think I know we're only ten games into this, but I think that team meeting's long overdue, especially with as good as they've been in their wins, the three of them, as abysmal as they if they as they have been in their losses. I mean, I think that I think this should have happened sooner in the season, but I'm glad it's happening now before it kind of derails even worse. I mean, we're only ten games in not make or break time yet season's not over not even close to over but I mean yeah I think it does speak volume to volumes to Jenner and the associates that he has I mean I don't know I guess how we'll I guess we'll see how they play coming out yeah of it. we'll see I think it was probably important to also have that meeting going into Finland I mean you don't want to you don't want to leave the states on a 7-1 sour note like that's just not what you want to do and I think it was definitely important to have that meeting prior to going into Finland so um Another little takeaway from the post game from the Devils. I don't know if you saw this. It kind of was making its rounds on social media, but uh, you know, notable beat writer for the Athletic, Aaron Portsline. He uh, he asked Johnny Gaudreau after the game. Uh, here's his quote: "You came here thinking this is a pretty good team. They thought they were a pretty good team to start and to start this way. That was the way he phrased it to Johnny Gaudreau. So basically saying like, hey, you came here. You thought this was a good team. The the players." here in the locker room thought they were a good team and they left it at that and Johnny Gaudreau very confused like who said who what huh didn't know what the hell he was trying to say because he stumbled his way through the whole question slash phrase I don't know what he was trying to accomplish there um I think just a a completely out of line question exactly I think very very out of line I mean um Portsline you know he 
he puts together good pieces, but there's sometimes where I'm just like, what are you trying to do here? What's the, what's the agenda? What's the plan with this question? And Gaudreau himself just kind of looked dumbfounded by it. Like, yeah. what are you trying to ask me here? Like, Gaudreau came here. He wants to be here. And, you know, at, at, the, end of, at, the, end of his, at the end of this question, he said, like, hey, man, this is hockey. This type of stuff happens. We're going to figure it out. I'm not worried about it. And Gaudreau confidently still saying, we, st- we have a good group of guys mm-hmm. here. We're going to get this shit figured out. We're going to turn the ship. We're going to turn the tide. And uh, he didn't say all that. I'm kind of just yeah. Like, no, you. I guess I'm recapping what yeah. I think he said. What you're imagining was going through his head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, Gaudreau, a man of very few words, but that's essentially what he was saying to back to Portsline. So. But yeah, I mean, I personally, I think that was a dumb question. It was dumb. It's a dumb question. Well, he, I, don't even, I don't even think it was a question. I, I think it was just <laughs> mumbling. That was just something Rambling. so he could get a headline. I mean, yeah. Not being stupid, if Gaudreau wanted to come to this team because he thought it was a very good team. And he was quote unquote cup chasing. He came to the wrong team. Came to the wrong team. I don't think the Jackets this year were even imagining making a deep playoffs run. Yeah. But so I mean to ask that question and kind of have that presumption that Goudreau thought this was going to be a really good team. I mean, that's such a dumb question to ask any athlete in any sport across any level. Yeah. No, agreed. Um, but again, who was coming from him, I'm not surprised. But. I know you have your opinions on him. <laughs> I, I do. I do. Um, but I, I like Gaudreau's response. And yeah, and to what you said, like the Jackets weren't going to win a damn cup this year. That's no surprise. And we're going to talk about team expectations here later on in the podcast because um, we might have to like hone in on those and kind of reel them back a little bit because we may have been sold like a, you know, the Gaudreau effect. The Gaudreau effect, right? And evidently it takes more than one player to win a hockey game. I, exactly. I, I, thought, thought? I thought Gaudreau was going to be our savior. I thought it was 1v1 on the It on, should be. If it was, we could win with lining Gaudreau. Yeah, that's 2v1. Or that's 2v2. Well, yeah, I'm but just saying yeah. 2v2 I get good. I, get, I know what you're getting. Yeah. But uh, anyways. So yeah, we already talked about it. This is the next on the show flow. Zero power play goals. 0-25. League is averaging about seven per, per team right now. Yeah, I don't think you... Reference that point earlier. <laughs> For us to be at zero, zero in <laughs> the league averages seven. Seven. It's a big problem. It is a very big problem. You're all, not all capitalized. I capitalized it in the show flow. Big problem. Um, you're just not going to win. You're not going to win hockey games if you can't score a damn power play goal. Like that's your opportunity. You're up one man. You're literally up a man, and the Jackets can't even get through the gosh darn neutral zone. No. To get something set up. And when if they do have a shot, they just dump it, they chase it, the other team gets it, and boom, then now they're on the attack. And that's not hockey. That's it's, not how you do a power play. Yeah, it's not. If you can't gain possession in their zone, it's it's not it's not a good look. And and I was talking about it with somebody here uh, recently. So the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Brad Larson, for so many years he was in charge of our power play as an assistant coach. And our power play has always been poo-poo. It's always been bad. It's yeah. always been atrocious. It's always been towards the bottom of the league. And now we now that guy, Brad Larson, is now our head coach. Now, granted, I, I don't think, you know, he's not the power play coach specifically right now, but he is the head coach, so he does have the final say. And so now we have this guy who was our power play coach for so long, and we, we sucked for so long, and we still do on the power play, as our head coach, and now we're over 25 on the power play this year. Maybe there's a common denominator here. I think there might be. And it could be the fact that Brad Larson, uh-huh. the former power play coach, 
is now the head coach. Is that what you were getting at? That's what I was. I was. I was trying to get at that. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. If, yeah. So I'm not. You know. Again, he's he's not necessarily the power play coach right now. But again, he is the head coach, so he does have you know significant say in what happens and how things go. All I'm saying is 0 and 25. Yeah. I mean. You could blame the power play coach as much as you want, yeah. but Brad Larson, the worst power play coach we've had, now being the head coach, and we're now the worst we've ever had. Maybe he still has that. You know, it's maybe obvious. He's, maybe he still has that final say in the power play. And I mean, it's it just doesn't look good. Don't look good. Don't look good at, at all. all. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I wish I had a solution. You know, we can bitch about it all we want. We can oh. complain about it, but. I don't have the perfect solution. I really don't, but you know, it's it's just uh it's it's honestly like did you ever find the stat of who had the worst? No, I couldn't find it. Probably it just, a hard stat. It was it's a very specific stat to find. Yeah. I think it was just giving me the worst records in hockey or the worst teams in hockey history. Yeah, got it. Which I mean, we go down the rabbit hole if you want. Not really <laughs> no. what you're looking for. Nah, that's but that's yeah, a I mean yeah, I couldn't find it, but I mean, I know this is our worst start in franchise history. 0 for 25 on power play goals. Yeah. Oh, that, easily. easily. Yeah, I think the worst, I think the previous worst was 0 for 22, and we've now surpassed that. And I mean, with the way it's looking, I don't see us, I see us setting a new record every time they get out on the ice. I mean, I hate to say it. Yeah. And two games coming up against Colorado. Oof. The, def- the defending Stanley Cup champions. Oof. Anyways. Uh, so Corpusalo's back though. That's that's positive. You love to see that. Um, maybe he'll breathe a little life into this goaltending core. I don't know. Um, I imagine Tarasov will be sent to Cleveland. I don't think that uh, you know Tarasov's looked good at times throughout uh, the season, but I still think he's young. Needs to get further developed there in, in Cleveland. Uh, and you know Corpusalo, a lot of opinions on Corpy, but you know El- you got to remember Elvis pretty much took the starting role from Corpy. Corpy, Corpy a couple years ago, um, right before getting voted into the All-Star game, he got voted in to the All-Star game. He got hurt. Didn't go to the All-Star game. Ended up having to be out for a while. Elvis kind of rose to the occasion and took his starting job away. And Corpy really has not been the same since, but he does, he is injury prone here lately. So he's kind of been back and forth. So, I you know Corpy made a start in Cleveland. I think he uh, he got the win. I think he only gave up two goals. Uh, he in one like I think it was maybe a, I don't know what you call it a rehab start or assignment whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he got the win there. As soon as he got that first start in Cleveland here this past week, got on the team, got on the the charter jet to Finland, and so he's with the team. So I would be curious to see if he possibly starts one game in Finland. I think he could possibly do that. Yeah, he is Finnish. Yes, he is from Finland. Yeah, he is from Finland, yes. so I think that would be kind of cool to have him start there in his home country. And uh, and again, it can't be worse than what yeah. we're seeing What do we right have now. to lose? I was sitting here so, telling you about this before we started recording. I think you have to start Corpy game one. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any other option. I mean, if you want to start Elvis, at this point, we're 10 games in. You know what you're getting with him at this point in the season. I yeah. don't... Unless... Somehow he's had a fire lit under his ass in the last five days. I think you have to start Corpy. I think it's Corpy's job to lose, which is insane to say because he hasn't yeah. played a game all season. Yeah. But, I mean. Honestly, I could see Corpy taking it. Like, listen, to me, Elvis is in his head. There's something there that's not, 
there's just a disconnect with Elvis right now. He doesn't seem confident. Um, he just, and, and hell, like his own Instagram profile picture, he changed it to Swiss cheese. Yeah, I, yeah. Which I, to me, I don't know how I feel about that. Is it like, I, is it like, is he making fun of himself? Is he making a jab at the fans for making fun of him? Like he changed his profile picture, his avatar to Swiss cheese. Yeah, you're the you're the starting goaltender for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Joke or not, I don't think I like that. No, I don't like that move at all. Like to I mean, me, that's not, that's not exerting confidence. To me, it's like whether that's a self-deprecating joke that we just don't get. I mean, I don't think that gives any sort of vote of confidence to your fan base. It's like, oh yeah, I know him. I got holes in my in my game like Swiss cheese. Like, no, that's not like a funny joke. We're, we're paying three you and five seven. million dollars a year. We're three and seven. You're on a multi million dollar <laughs> contract. I'm paying money to go to these games to watch yeah. you give up five, six, seven, hell, seven goals a game. Now, yeah, it's not funny for me to look at the Instagram and be like, huh, "Good joke." That's yeah. not. That's not. That could be something that we post as yeah. the, as the artillery. Yeah, that's something that we could post be because like, yeah. we're stupid. We're fans. We're allowed to make poke fun. Well, which I mean, you know, of course, you know, Elvis can poke fun of himself, whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't want to see my goaltender change his Instagram profile picture no. to Swiss cheese. No, and I mean, I don't know. I think, like you said, Corby's in his own head. I know we talked about Elvis this, or Elvis. Sorry, great call. I know we talked about this uh, last week. Um, I was texting you during the Boston game uh, about, uh, and I talked to you the next day about Elvis's presser after the game. How he heard the boos. Yeah. He got frustrated. He got mad. And he not essentially said that was a factor in his gameplay, but like it, it bugged him. He got pissed off. I'm like, granted, we're not in the shoes they're in, but as a professional athlete where you're playing in, th- in front of thousands of fans every night, I, especially in your third year in the league, you should be used to the, the jabs For sure and the verbal, like kind of the verbal. It's not even that. It's, yeah. the, it's the fan expectation. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's okay to, for fans to have an expectation to win because the Blue Jackets, believe it or not, over the past five, six years, seven years, have had a very competitive team to where the fans are getting a taste of success, and now we just expect the success to happen year after year. Mm-hmm. So now we get to this point where we're having flashbacks of two thousand four, five, six, seven, where we were just absolute dog shit, and we're coming back to this moment where like. We don't want to go back there. No, that was not <laughs> fun. It wasn't fun. I you was young in, but can slightly yeah. remember. Fans not would fun. fans would show up with like bags over their head, and like they would demand the fire, like the the general manager, and and the fans just have this certain mindset of of and this expectation where they don't expect you to give up seven goals in a game. No, I don't think any fan of any hockey team expects to give no. up seven goals in a game so yeah if you're elvis man like listen i get it i get that you know you hear the booze you hear the frustration but as a professional athlete i think you just gotta eat some humble pie and get better yeah. i mean improve upon it figure it out man i mean you're at the highest level of the sport you got to yeah. be able to handle everything that comes with it whether that's booze whether that's you giving up a multi-goal game four or five goals against and bouncing back the next game you yeah. got to be able to handle that at this level. Yep, hundred uh, percent. So some positive news besides Corpy coming back. I think that is positive news Very and positive. Kind of to, to piggyback off that, I think Corpy does take this. I think he kind of takes charge here. I I don't know. I could, could be completely off, but that, that is going to be my hot take out of this episode. I think Corpy comes in, he plays well, 
And I think Corpy kind of takes back what was taken from him. I hope so. I mean, again, at this point, we again, need it. No knock to Elvis. No. I wish Elvis the best. I want Elvis to succeed because when he succeeds, we all succeed. The fans exactly. succeed. The, the, the team succeeds. The city succeeds. And, you know, Elvis came in here with the personality, with, with, with you know, the social media following, the YouTube highlights, all this stuff. And, and he really hasn't performed to the expectation no. to what I think a lot of us are expecting him to perform to. And uh, I think if, uh, if Corpy can stay healthy, that's the big thing. If he can stay healthy, which he has struggled to do, I think Corpy can definitely be a 50-50 starter, you know. Oh, yeah. If, I, not, if not more. Yeah. I think, and piggybacking off that, Tarasov, I don't know. Is he in Finland? I, I haven't heard. I, don't, I've never, I haven't yet to see something in terms of he got sent to Cleveland. So I think he made the trip to Finland in He's case not, there were any issues. not active at the moment. Um, I think he's still active. Active, okay. I think, I think it was probably wise of them to take three goaltenders to Finland because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. As, you know, seven hour flight away, you probably want to have at least three there. Yeah. So I, I could pro- I think he's in Finland, but when he comes back to the states, I think he, he'll probably get sent to Cleveland gotcha. right away. And piggybacking off what you said, I, I wish the best for Elvis. I want him to succeed. Yeah. Because obviously he's going to be either our one or two goalie for the remainder of the season. But piggybacking off that, I hope the best for Tarasov. I mean, we saw glimpses of how good he can be. That Rangers game is a prime example. But, and I hope he can be good. And you've said all the time he's going to be a young, integral part of this team for the years to come. I hope the best for him. I hope the best for Elvis. But like you said, I think this is Corpy's job to take. It's his job to lose going into this Finland trip and coming out of it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, And one more thing out of this Finland trip that I do love to see is Blankenberg, baby. The He's mustache god. Back. He is back. He traveled to Finland. He is currently practicing with the team. Uh, he was on the IR listed day to day. So we'll see what happens. And all I got to say is the team only wins when Blankenberg's in the lineup. All three of their wins with Blankenberg in the lineup? I think two. I was going to say, I remember their last two. Yeah. Didn't he get? Yeah, he got hurt in one yeah. of them. I think he didn't play in New York. Yeah, that's sort of yeah. I think you could fact check me, but uh, just saying, the majority of the time, I'm, <laughs> he when he's in the lineup, he they win, they baby. Win. Well, majority of the time out of the three wins, exactly. That's right. So either way, don't care. All I know is we win when Blankenberg's in the lineup. So hopefully he gets uh, he gets activated off the IR, which I don't know if he's officially been activated, but I know he's with the team. He's practicing, which you love to see. Uh, so a possible return to Blankenberg to that to the defense, which I think is much needed because he definitely there's no doubt about it. He's a spark plug. He's a spark plug, and and you know we can kid about it all we want, like you know he's the mustache king, like to what you say, mustache uh, god, god, whatever. Sorry, my my, we already have a king on the team, and that's Elvis because you know king of he used to be the king of blocking goals, but yeah, <laughs> not so much this year. Uh, but uh, you know we can kid about Blankenberg. I know Kyle had his thoughts about him prior to season, which he has now backtracked. Um, so, yeah, I, I think either way you look at it, Blankenberg on this team benefits this team. And I look forward to uh, him coming back. I hope he comes back in Finland because I definitely believe that will add something to, 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 the, to the team here. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right, before we get into our next topic, we've got to talk about our incredible sponsor, High Bank Distillery. I'm currently drinking their Whiskey War Barrel Proof, which is also award-winning. I'm I'm not talking like local awards, like 
you know, some county fair awards. No, I'm talking about internationally recognized whiskey war barrel proof from the San Francisco Spirits Competition, which one, which is one of the most acknowledged and prestigious spirits competitions in the entire United States. So uh, High Bank Whiskey War barrel proof is what I'm drinking right now. Uh, they also make, you know, they have award-winning vodka, gin, uh, rum, you name it, they got it. You can uh, pick up bottles at your local liquor stores. Also, they have two locations where you can go in and enjoy a nice cocktail. Also, some incredible food. They have High Bank Distillery in Grandview, right across from the Grandview Yard. They also have their newest location, New Albany, Gahanna, which is the one that I frequent the most because I live right down the street from it. I always indulge in a couple smoked old fashions each week. So uh, highbankco.com for more details. Check them out. Brayden, though, you're not drinking High Bank right now, which is fine. You're more of a beer guy. And that's fine. You're a college kid. I'm young. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You can drink liquor with your, you know. Nah, I'm a college kid. Okay, okay. Relax with the young thing. Okay, don't need to hear that. Uh, but you know, you're drinking on the, you're drinking the beer. What kind of beer are you drinking over there? Uh, shout out to Brewdog. I'm drinking the Cannon Blast. Are you 21? I am 21. Can confirm. I'm actually 22. You're 22. I was about to actually say. Actually 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Brewdog Cannon Blast. It's a Pilsner. It's a good beer. Yeah. Uh, and it's got the. CBJ logo right on the yeah. front of the can. We love to see it. Yeah, absolutely love to see it. Love it's a good it. beer. It's a good beer. It's, it's a good beer. If I, I, I will say I have stopped drinking, not completely. I've, yeah, I've dwindled seldom, down my beer seldom. consumption. I, just, I was developing a, 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 like I always make fun of my dad bod, but I was getting a, a bigger dad bod. You know, it's what in the, the youths, me, yeah. we, we call it a beer gut. Well, no, it's a, see, I'm older, so it's a dad bod. Yeah, it was a beer so uh, I stopped drinking the beer, not entirely, but like mostly, but sticking with the old whiskey war. And, uh, you know, I shed about 10 pounds of the, uh, of the beer gut. No, and I'm proud of so, you for that. Thank you. But it had nothing to do with the cannon blast. It had nothing to do with the cannon blast. And you're, you're 22, so, you know, you can drink probably a hundred of those in one night and not gain a pound. So yeah, I wouldn't say all that, okay. but great beer. Either great way. beer. Nonetheless, uh, check them out. You can buy them at pretty much any store anywhere in Columbus. All right. So back to hockey talk. So prior to the season, uh, a lot of high expectations for this team, right? Like it's Johnny Gaudreau. He, he, uh, he gets signed. One of the, one of the probably top five, six, seven forward in the league. I would argue to say, uh, Patrick Line ends up re-signing with the team. And we're coming off a, a, a season where we finished 500 in, in what we would deem a rebuild. And finishing 500 in a rebuild season, at least the first of a rebuild season, um, is good. So kind of having all these off-season things happen for the Jackets, the Goudreau signing, the Line re-signing, the addition of a, a, a forceful Gabranson, um, on your back end, I think uh, you know there was a lot of hope, a lot of expectations coming into this season. So I guess my question here is, I'm going to answer it myself, and then Braden, yeah, because there's nobody else here besides me and you, um, and then you can kind of piggyback off with what I'm saying. So uh, is it time that we, I guess, lower the expectations of this season? I guess I want to say yes, just because at this point, you know, we're three and seven. I think a lot of people fell under what I would like to call the Goudreau effect, and I know we've probably referenced that in that same vein which, in the past couple of which, weeks. Which, listen, every no, not a lot of people. Everybody, everybody did, including me, including you, including 
including Kyle and Tyler and Warren, including everybody in the Blue Jackets fan base. And if you didn't have, if you claim that you didn't, then you're lying. And that's okay. You can lie. I don't care. You might go to hell, but that's that's your choice. Yeah, that is your choice. But <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what my mom told me. That is that's what my mom told me too growing yeah, up. Yeah, so we had good moms. We did have great moms, <laughs> but going uh, a different route. Yeah. We, I think everybody fell under the Johnny Goudreau effect. Everybody's like, yeah. this is a top... He's a top five forward in hockey. He's one of the best offensive players that you can find in the league. And, I mean, I think we expected him to show up here and just be our savior, especially with line A re-signing. We're like, oh, our front, our first line is going to be Killer. filthy. I ki- mean, to me, on paper, like, that first line should go toe-to-toe with a McDavid and a dry Oh, that like, first line should go toe-to-toe with just about anybody right? that you want to put with them. And, I yeah. mean... I, and it still possibly can. And it still... Sh- I, not possibly can. It still should. I just think... Ten games into a season, I especially with Line getting hurt in game one. Yeah, I don't think they first had the pro- period first period <laughs> of game one. Yeah. I don't think they had proper time to mesh as a front line. Not saying we need to rely on the first line entirely for our offensive production, but I mean I don't think Goudreau and Line had enough time to mesh. Now they've had a couple games together. Granted, it doesn't look like they're finding it, but I still think they could. But I do think we need to lower expectations from what we initially thought they were going into this season after the Goudreau signing, after the Goodbranson signing, after yeah. everything after everything that we did in the offseason to kind of put this team together in a in the year following a rebuild. I mean, Granted, I think... Yeah, a rebuild can take two, three years. Yeah. But it was just the expectation of we had a pretty good damn first year in a of rebuild. a rebuild. Yes. And then we signed Goudreau. So I think the... Yeah, there was definitely the Gaudreau effect. There was definitely a lot of hype in the offseason. Season ticket sales reached record highs for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And, and, and it's almost like I just wish management would come out and tell us, like, truthfully, what are we doing here? Is it a rebuild? Is it a retool? Are we still trying to figure things out? Like, did you think coming into this season that we had the pieces that we need to be successful? And I just wish Yarmo or JD would just, like, come out there and say that. Like is because I know like the word like retooling was was going around and and a restructuring and I never really truly heard the term a rebuild from the front office and I just wish that they would just come out and be like no here's what it is here's what we're doing we're still two to three years away from being any type of of, of success on the ice that's kind of what I wish would just happen but it hasn't happened yeah but I mean what does a retool even mean as composed as compared to a rebuild. I feel like a retool is kind of a way to say like, oh, we're okay. We're just trying. We're going to put in some pieces here and there, and we're going to be good. Like, yeah, but I, like you said, I they need to come out and say that. Like what a retool is. I'm like, you can say, everybody knows what rebuild means in a sport. It's like you're clearing house, cleaning house, bringing in some young talent, bringing in a veteran or two that can guide this young talent. But I mean, what does a retool mean when you already have a team that went 500 in the first year of a rebuild and then added... Goudreau and Goodbranson to an already 500 team with a pretty good offensive weapon in line A, and I'm yeah. then a young, then a young guy that could be a face of a franchise in Sillinger. I mean, what yeah. what does a retool mean in that sense? Yeah, and I think that's the question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to to you know put put over us, but um, but I, I yeah, I think it's definitely time to lower the expectation. And that's coming from me, who you know. I, our season predictions. If you want to go laugh at an episode, go laugh at our season prediction episode, which is str- still like every single season is usually one of our most highest streamed episodes. I think it's more so so people can laugh 
and say how stupid we are, uh, which is fine. You can do that. I predicted the Jackets have 97 points. Um, I predict they make, they make the playoffs. Again, the good the draw effect, right? Like, come on effect. now. Uh, and and listen, if I know the Blue Jackets, I know that, you know, historically, a lot of times we do get off to bad starts. And historically, we do find a groove, and then we kick it into gear. Like, there was one month, like a couple years ago, where we won the whole month of December. We didn't lose one time. And we got off to a slow start. So, like, I'm not saying that, you know, the Jackets are going to continue this, this way that they're currently playing. And I'm not saying they're, they're going to be the best team in hockey because they're, they're not going to be this year. But I am saying that I do think that, you know, obviously lower the expectations, but I do think this team is going to find a groove at some point in the season. And we're going to be looking back at this October start like, God, that was brutal. But I do think that the Jackets find a way to at least hit that 500 mark again this year. So in terms of lowering expectations, yes. I think you have to go in with an open mind when you walk in the Nationwide Arena. Um, just go in with, with, with the mindset of, you know what, we're going to enjoy this young talent being developed before our eyes like a Blankenberg, like a Johnson, like a Sillinger. We're going to enjoy watching these guys come through and figure it out and score goals and, and do incredible things. But at the same time, we got to be somewhat realistic, and I do think that Part of being realistic with this team is that we are probably not going to do any damage this year. I don't think I don't think it's a playoff team based off of what I'm seeing right now, especially with the holes with goaltending. I don't think there's a bona fide number one starter on this team. I really don't. And again, I know that a lot of what Elvis is doing right now and what Tarasov has done comes down to some of it comes down to what's playing in front of them and just not giving them a fair shake and a good opportunity to to defend their net. But there's moments where, by God, you've got to stop that puck, and they just have not shown that. So I don't think there's a number one goaltender on this team. Um, so, Kyle, you're right. You're not here. I'm looking at you like you're here, which is weird. Uh, really weird. I'm pointing in a direction yeah, towards him, but he's a, that's not there. That's there's a door. nobody over there. It's a door to my patio. But, uh, yeah, so I think it's definitely time overall as a fan base. It's okay to do it. It's okay. You know what? Lower the expectation. Go in with an open mind. Like, you know, like I got people texting me like, what's up with the Jags, man? What's going on? And, and people, you know, walking up to me on the street randomly, which has happened, which is weird. Because <laughs> you don't walk the streets much. I don't, I don't walk the streets much, but when I do, I do. They come up to me, uh, which is weird because I don't know how they know who I am. But... Uh, yeah, I'm just, I kind of, I've lately, I've been looking at it like, I don't know, man. It is what it is. We'll just see what happens. I mean, we don't know any well, Nobody than they knows. Do. I don't we're think just, the front office knows what's going on right no, now. No, we're just the guys that have a podcast. Exactly. They, we don't know much better than they do. No. So, uh, yeah. Re yeah. Lower the expectation, and you, you, you'll probably enjoy watching the games a little more. But granted, that's not going to uh, hinder us yelling about it on the podcast. Oh, no, it will not We're still going to yell a lot. We're yeah, still going to get pissed. We're still going to give our have, opinions. They could have had the best start in franchise history, and we would still find something <laughs> to yell something about. There's something that we could have There's been There's something still wrong with this team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the point of having a podcast is yeah. just yelling into a microphone. Yeah. And hoping I mean, that's all we've listen. been doing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's all I had to say there. It's time to lower it. And don't and whatever you do, don't go back and listen to our season prediction episode. Because we sound like complete idiots. I had I had uh, Goudreau at like 103 points. What's he at right now? 
which honestly is not unreasonable, no. especially if he gets going hot. Yeah. He's been averaging about a point a game. Yeah. So he's got to kind of up that a little bit. Yeah, up, up once, little you bit. know, once him and Line get connected and get things figured out, he could be a two, you know, two point uh, guy per game. He could be. I yeah. think so. All right. So the Jackets are in end. <laughs> nice. Wow. Great start to this segment. Uh, the Jackets are in Finland. Helsinki. That is how you say it. I did look up the pronunciation yeah. oh, from earlier. There we go. It is Helsinki. Helsinki. Uh, so Jackets, obviously, a social media team. They've been posting all types of content over there. Uh, they're all exploring the city, all the players. They're all hanging out together. Maybe this is what the Jackets need. Maybe they need like a trip just to get away, spend time with each other as teammates, get to bond with each other, figure each other out, and build a little chemistry, a little bond. Exactly. Right? I mean, they, they left for Finland what? Um, what is two it, days ago? Left on Monday. Yeah, and then they're there until what? Next sun- this coming Sunday. Yeah, I think so. They'll probably leave Sunday. Yeah, I imagine. Sunday because their last game there is Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there for six days. You have a couple. Today was an off day yeah. for them. I didn't do much. I had a couple. Oh, it's been a bunch off. Well, yeah. There's yeah. There's they, beyond no, they practice. Skated yet. Yeah, they practiced practice, yesterday, yeah, yeah. but today's an off day for them. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe this is just kind of what they need. They go out and to do a few excursions go out to some dinners some lunches you know just kind of bond as a team and maybe especially early in the season this could be helpful by leaps and bounds for us i think it could be helpful um i did kind of shit on the whole finland trip idea last podcast yeah i thought it was kind of a the nhl saying oh sorry we weren't able to give you any outdoor games ever go play in this global series we just made up but i think it's cool especially (laughs) i mean you're playing the defending cup champions in the Colorado yeah. Avalanche. So Colorado's so, I mean, got to go anyways. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, so Colorado's, they're going. Yeah, so I mean, it's a, it's a high-profile game for them. Yeah. High-profile game at 2 o'clock on Friday and Yeah, Saturday. well, that's the time difference. They wanted to make it prime time <laughs> here. They'd be playing at 4 a.m. over there. Hey, you know what? I would watch it. Well, yeah, because it'd be normal time here. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, if you were over Who, in Finland, you're say, getting, if you're over in Finland and a game starts at 4 a.m. and you're getting the opportunity to watch the National Hockey League, by God, you drink a couple of Red Bulls, you stay up and you go watch the game. I don't know about all that. If some, if some other foreign sport came over here, some foreign country. Oh, if freaking, like, Cristiano, what's his name? Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi. Like, with the yeah, horseshoe playing on. a game yeah. at 4 a.m. That changed my mind. You ain't telling me they're going to pack out the horseshoe at 4 a.m.? You're yeah. crazy, boy. That changed my mind. Yeah. But yeah, but still, it's for the time difference. They're Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Laine, defending Stanley Cup champions. They, it's in their home country. They got to go by yeah. their rules, their time. All right, that's so, fine. I mean, it's, it's out of respect. But yeah, so it's a high profile game for them. I get you were pissed about it. You think it's just kind of like a, they're throwing us a bone over here. Throwing us a bone. But I still think it's a high-profile game. I think yeah. it's a cool thing to play in another country, especially where two of our high-profile players are from. Yeah, I think that's a cool. I think that's a cool concept. Yeah, line so, and Corpy. Yeah, yeah, line and I think you got to take it as it is. Yeah, no. So the more I do see the social media post about it uh, and kind of following the day-to-day activity, I I definitely do like what I'm seeing. And so I I'll retract some of my statement, but I still I still think that the league is throwing us a bone. Because they don't care about us having an outdoor game ever, uh, and also a lot of fans are making the trek, the trip over. Obviously, we talked about it a second ago. Kyle, Kyle, co-host of the old podcast, he's over there right now with D. Danny Smith, hockey influencer, um, and <laughs> and and a lot of other Blue Jackets fans have made the trip. I've seen pictures uh, upon pictures on social. So uh, you love to see that you know a lot of dedicated fans, no matter the season, no matter the sh- the, the crap that's on the ice right now, uh, they're making the trip because. 
We are the fifth line, damn it. That's what we do, right? Exactly. Something like that. That is what we do. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so the Jackets play Colorado Friday and Saturday. Game times are at uh, 2 p.m. I imagine they're probably on national TV, uh, probably ESPN, ESPN Plus. I'm not entirely sure. Haven't really checked. Didn't do the research. Maybe I should have. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe that's not my job. Maybe you should figure it out yourself. Uh, but anyway, so my main, my main topic or my main point for this Finland trip, if the Jackets fail to get a win here, again, playing the, defend, the, the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, they go 0-2. Does the Blue Jackets pay for Brad Larson to come back home? Or does he have to find his own ticket? I think they pay for him to come back home, just maybe not on the team plane. Because, I mean, I get, on paper, this is the best team in hockey they're playing. This is the defending Stanley, the defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure riding on these two games. And I, don't, I think, I think if, this, if these two games are any sort of competitive, I think Brad Larson comes back with a, with a hair of a job. Yeah. I think his leash is... About a centimeter long if yeah. these games are competitive. They can go 0-2, but maybe lose in overtime, like 3-2, 4-3, something like that. But, I mean, if it's what we've been seeing the last four or five games, I don't think Brad Larson rides home with the team. I think he is flying coat, <laughs> or I think he's flying economy yeah. on a normal passenger flight back home to the States. Yeah. It was a very, eh, I, yeah. I just don't know what to expect with either of these games. I really don't, you know. I feel like we could see one of two Blue Jackets. We could see a whole new team out there. Uh, it's a brand new team where we come out, we're competitive, and we win both games. Or do we see a Jackets team where they just come out and they lose 7-1? to I, I literally don't know because the inconsistencies of this season and the wins that we do have and, and the losses that we do have, I can see it going either way. Yeah, we've had both ends of the spectrum. I can see us coming out and just dominating the first game for whatever reason. I don't know why. But and I'm I telling also, you, the spark plug that is Corpusalo in goal. And also maybe Blankenberg. Blankenberg, maybe. We don't know for sure. But yeah, to yeah. your point, like you were saying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Jackets team are going to get. I wish I had an answer because you're listening to this podcast and you're like, well, tell me what to expect. I don't know. I have no clue. I don't think anybody does at this point. I, like, I wish I had a, a, a rational thought to put together about the expectation of what team that I think will come out here and play in Finland. But I have no clue. I don't know. But if the Jackets do go 0-2, let's talk about it for a second. I mean, we might as well get somewhat real about it. Brad Larson, what happens here? If the Jackets go 0-2, they will have now started the season 3-9. and and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to wish anything upon the Blue Jacks for going. You know, I I want them to win. I want them to be successful. I want Brad Larson to have a job here in Columbus. But if the Jackets go zero and two, the Jackets are now three and nine on the season. And the only reason I say if they go zero and two, they're playing Colorado Avalanche, defending Stanley Cup champions. We've already said it seven times on this podcast. They come back to the to the states three and nine on the season, and probably I would say negative. Shoot, what's their how many goal? What's the goal differential right now? Do you I know? I think the last stat I saw the goal differential was got to be like minus twenty something. It was like I think it might have been minus twenty four, minus twenty five. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, compared that's, to I, I think, would say I think the next team above them 
Is it like minus one? Like yeah. I don't think it's even close. It's it's the for sure the worst in the league. Maybe you should double check. I'm gonna double check, check the stat. But uh, here. so let but let's get real for a second, and we can we can compare it to the Todd Richards era. We we can, can compare it to to well, that's really all I have to go off of because you know Todd Richards is the last coach that I and and you know in in a relative time frame to get fired by the Blue Jackets and and Todd Richards was coming off of a season where. There was a lot of expectation coming into the season, and he started 0-7 as the head coach. That was in 2015-16, and that was, and that's when you know the the John Tortorella era was ushered in. And I would argue to say that there was a lot of expectation coming into this season, and I would also say that Todd Richards, I don't think, had the same amount of talent that that Brad Larson has on this team this year. He didn't have Gaudreau. He didn't have Patrick Laine. He didn't have some of these players that I think should definitely make this team a lot better than what it is right now. So, again, I, I hate to speculate these type of things, and you never want to see a coach lose their job, but if you're going to start 3-9 and nine with, with some of the talent we do have, the conversation, I think, does start, need to start to happen at least. But yeah, that's yeah. my thought, anyways. Yeah. So, but I mean, to go back to the stat on the goal differential, Blue Jackets are tied for dead last um, with a goal differential of negative eighteen. I would have thought more. I would have thought more too. <laughs> I did think more. I'll be honest. So they're tied. Who are they tied with? Do you have that up there? Um, let me find it. They're tied with the. I think it was the Vancouver Canucks, actually. Okay. It was on my laptop. My laptop just died. So Unreal. I'm looking it up on my phone. Unreal. You oh, no. Use... No, I lied. It's the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim Ducks. Okay. Anaheim Ducks and the Blue Jacks are tied for dead last with the worst goal differential in the NHL. Yeah. And then I think the I was going by the Metropolitan Division. That was what I was thinking of. Oh, you're good. The second worst goal differential in the league is the Pittsburgh Penguins. I want you to guess what it is. Are you sure about that? The second best? In the Metropolitan Division? In the best? The second worst. Second worst? worst. Sorry. Um, plus two. Yeah. I don't know if you Googled it. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It is plus two <laughs> compared. They're in the yeah. seventh in the Metropolitan, and the Jackets are in the eighth yeah. place. They're hey. at negative 18, and the Penguins are at plus two. That that doesn't help out much, in however you look at it. Yeah. I will say I did predict the Penguins to miss the playoffs this year, and I, it's looking kind of good. It, it is Come four, on. a 4-4 four and four Penguins team. I've, I've, been, I've been speaking this into existence for a long time now, and I'm still waiting for it to happen. They're going to miss the playoffs. God, gosh darn it. Anyways. It's still early. Regardless, all I'm saying is, uh, in terms of Brad Larson, I think if, if, if it does go 0-2, and again, I, I don't want that to happen. I don't. I really don't. But with the pattern of what I'm seeing, especially against very good competitive teams, I, I just he, I don't think he comes home with a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, all I'm saying is the conversation definitely needs to start to happen. Trust me, I see the tweets, I see the Twitter, I see the the posts about him. Like, why hasn't he been fired yet? Like, I don't know. I'm not in the heads of of the front office. I don't wish anybody to be fired, but. But I think we have a talented team on paper, and for whatever reason, I'm just not seeing it, it click yet. And sometimes, you know, 
firing a coach not doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean that the coach is completely doing a bad job because ultimately the players have to perform right the players have to do their job sometimes firing a coach is kind of like pulling a goaltender you're sending a message to the team like wake wake the fuck up like Like, what are y'all doing exactly because we know like todd richards was a good coach todd richards got us to the playoffs he did todd richards got us our first ever playoff one in franchise history we know he's a good coach, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, the, the following season we went 0-7 and just the, the locker room was unresponsive. So it yeah. took, it took a, a, a coaching change to, to wake that up. So, yeah. So, again, I'm not saying Brad Larson's a bad coach, but I do think maybe a message might have to be sent here if, if, if we continue down this road. And we'll see what happens out of Finland. But, again, I do look forward to Finland. I am looking forward to the Finland Yeah, I'm thing. excited for Finland. I think the change of scenery, yeah. the six-day trip, where they they have a couple off days, yeah. I'm very excited for them and to look, step and, onto the and, ice. And looking at the schedule, I think like the jet lag really won't hurt them that much because no. they get a handful of days off. I was kind of looking at it like, oh great, you're going to ship us to Finland. We're going to be tired. We're going to come back here, lose a bunch because we're tired and we're thrown off our schedule. Yeah, no, I mean, but they there's have, a, they have quite a few days off in between. I mean, yeah, they had the day back, off so. when they landed. They practiced yesterday. They had the day off today, yeah. and then they practice tomorrow, and then they play. Or do they play Friday, Saturday? Uh, no, Thursday, they, they have a couple days off after that, I believe. No, I mean the two games in Finland. Is it Friday, Saturday? Oh yeah, no, it's Friday, Saturday. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so then they practice tomorrow, then they play Friday, Saturday. They come back. They have three days off, I think. I believe. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, they have three days off, so I mean they'll get time to four. Four days. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll have four days off to adjust back to our schedule, and I, I mean, maybe I, this is what they needed. I'm telling you, I think a little reset. I think it is. <laughs> Little reset action. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. I think. They I hope so. I think they could have gotten a better opponent. So they're they're playing away Friday and they're playing at home Saturday. Okay. Which is a joke because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're. they're <laughs> <laughs> That's just what the jerseys are going to be wearing, and you know whatever advantages come with home ice. I don't know. All right, it's time to get social. So, uh, Braden, this is your first time scrolling through questions as this our, is, this yeah, is. and also reading. So. I hope you can read at a good level. You want, you're going to Otterbein right now, so hopefully they've given you a good education. Yeah, solid education, um, I would say. With the amount of money you probably pay to go there, I would hope that they do. Yeah, I, I think they did. I would, <laughs> yeah. like to, I would like to think they All did. All right, so uh, yeah, so we're getting social. We're going to answer your questions from Twitter. And uh, yeah, go ahead and fire away there, my guy. Um, I did find a good, a good one. I kind of like this. I don't like that it's comparing it to the Bruins, but I do like the back end of this question. From... Uh, Matt at Matt Murdoch twenty one twelve. I was sitting behind the Bruins bench on Friday. Whenever they came off the ice after an unproductive shift, they were visibly angry and ready to get back to work. I've rarely seen that from our guys this year. Do we have a motivation slash leadership issue? I think that's a very good question, actually. I really do. I think um I think we definitely have some quiet all right. I'm not in the locker room, so do I know this? No. So I'm going to judge this strictly based off of what I see um, from these guys in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And I know that Zach Rowinski, you know, he's our uh, he's an alternative captain, mm-hmm. very quiet guy, very quiet guy. Does uh, you know in the locker room is he vocal? I don't know. Boone Jenner in front of the camera, I would say he's a pretty not outspoken. But I think you know Pretty he's articulate. He's articulate. He's a good. I think he's a good captain on the ice. He's a force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. in the locker room. I really don't know what Boone Jenner is. I couldn't tell you. I I, I assume 
him as a captain would match his energy on the ice. At least I would hope so. Um, so in terms of what's the back end, is there a leadership problem? Is that kind of what he's saying here in this, in this question? Yeah. Do we have um, a leadership issue in the locker room? Is I don't know. Nobody that can, I, I would imagine what Matt Murdoch 2112 is saying is, do we have no one in the locker room that can kind of take the reins? Yeah, no, I get you. And bring this team back in. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man, because I'm not in that locker room. I wish I had an answer. I don't. Um, I, I truly believe that Boone Jenner is a good captain. I think he is a good leader on this team. And I hope that he can inspire this team to, to do better and, and figure things out. Um, there's definitely not a John Tortorella in that locker room that can make you run through a brick wall after he gives a speech. But, you no. know, that's, again, I'm not, we're not going to harp on the past. He's with the Flyers now, and that's okay. And we're in the present. We got Brad uh, yeah, Larson. We got Brad Larson. We got to stick with that. We got to stick with it. Um, so in terms of leadership, I, I don't know, man. I, I wish I knew. I think we just have a very young core once again, and we're just trying to figure this shit out. And, and so what you're saying, yeah, like I, I sat behind the Blue Jackets bench um, during that Vancouver Canucks game. And granted, that was a game that we did, we did win. And, you know, I, I'm not going to knock the players. I, I, they definitely were hustling. They were trying to get things done and, and make things happen, and they did end up winning that game. But I would say I really didn't ever see any frustration. I don't necessarily think I need to see frustration. I think, um, you know, you can be pissed off that, you know, something doesn't go your way on the ice. But um, I think it all comes back to that one word we were saying. Uninspired. Uninspired hockey right exactly. now. It's kind of what I mean, I've been seeing. To piggyback off that, I mean – especially now still being a college athlete, I don't necessarily need to see your frustration coming off the field or coming off the ice. I don't necessarily need to see it. You should be frustrated. I should not have to see it to know that you're frustrated as a player. Yeah. For me to know that you're frustrated the next time you're out there. Channel that frustration into the energy on the field. And you do better. You you correct the mistakes that you made on the last shift, the last game, whatever it was, last period, whatever you want to say. You're a baseball player. I get it. You're trying to mesh the two together here. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's very different sports. Vastly different sports. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I shouldn't need to see your frustration. Yeah. I get what he's saying. I don't think we necessarily have a motivation or leadership issue yet. Yeah. I think if it doesn't turn around soon... In, if it stays the same after we fire, after <laughs> relax, relax here. Sorry, Come I'm on now, I'm jumping. Come the gun. on now, easy on Larson. If, if Brad Larson were to get fired, <laughs> there you the go. situation remains the same. Yeah, I would then bring up the idea of we might have a leadership issue. But well, right now, yeah. I think it's a little early. But I I do get what he's getting at. Yeah, I do get that. And also to piggyback off of the idea of Larson not being a part of this team, I'm not going to say the word fire. I'm going to be around the That's bush. That's my bad. That's my bad. Um, then what's your solution if you're if you're listening to, this, listening to this podcast? Who's your solution? Like who do you who do, who is available? Who do you go get? Do you just go down the con, the continued recycling of coaches in this National Hockey League? Do you get a Barry Trotz? Do you get a who mind uh, you Babcock? Like which I don't know that I want those two. I don't think I want those Barry two Trotz guys. Barry Trotz doesn't even want us. That dude does not want to be in. Columbus. I don't think he likes Columbus. He doesn't like us. He doesn't like the fan base. Yeah. He doesn't like the city. I don't think Barry Trotz is a good replacement. Yeah, and I've seen his name floating around. I've seen Babcock floating around. Like, do we want to go down this rabbit hole of recycled coaches in this league? I don't know that we want to. Um, and there's probably better options out there that we could, I, but I don't know them. I'm, I'm just a podcast host. <laughs> I have no answers. Um, but we also got to look at it that way. Like if, if Larson does end up, you know, 
if we go different, if we go different paths, if we go different directions, then who's out there? Anyways, yeah, I don't know. I, that was a more of like a. It was a rhetorical. Rhetorical, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question: If you guys could take a step back into last off season without the knowledge we have now, or misread that. If you guys could take a step back into last off season with the knowledge we have now, what would you change? Um, damn, that's a very loaded question. I think it is. With the knowledge I have now, I would definitely change. I would bring in, try to bring in some more veteran defense. Yeah. I think offensively, we are a team that can be dangerous soon. And we've proved, I I mean, we've proved that in in the first 10 games of this Young season, I how dangerous we, we can be offensively. We almost say we completely approved it. We've seen glimpses. Okay, well, but I mean, yeah, we've five seen, goals on the Rangers. We've seen glimpses. Y- we've seen glimpses. Yeah, okay. I, I think we I'm need a you. veteran defense. I think Zach Rinsky is not it. I, I think he's got to have somebody to help him out. Mm. Um, I like I like Gabrikov. I do. I think he's a solid defender. Um, but I miss like the David Savard. I miss David Savard. Yeah, like I, I miss, miss the, that type of defender. I yeah. miss the Seth Jones. God, I miss that, the I miss the Jared Bull. The Jared Bull, but he was he was offense. But yeah, but still, I miss. Yeah, he, he, he he played defense as an offensive player. Like, his role was to go beat your ass. I know. I'm talking well, yeah. kind of like Kyle. <laughs> we need the offense to play defense, but I miss that yeah, yeah. kind of player coming back to be able to exactly, play defense. Because we do need that, and we are missing that in terms mm-hmm. of the offense playing the defense because. When we say defense, we obviously mean like when you're playing offense, you also are defending as well at times. Especially, like, yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta work the boards, you know, you gotta do the forecheck, you gotta do all types of shit out there. So, um, I guess I would definitely try to hone in and concentrate. I think Branson was a good addition, um, but again, I don't think we've seen him at his full potential yet. I hope he gets. I hope he catches his stride a little more and 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 does kind of what we fully expect him to do, but I think just some some better D men is kind of what I think I would suit it up for mm. uh, this this off season. And yeah. Knowing what I know now, yeah, and but again, at the time, like, yeah, yeah, and again, like we have a very young team offensively, so uh, there's there are some weak points there to where the defense is lapsing offensively. If that makes like the offense, no, is, yeah, is, is not doing exactly yeah. what they're supposed to be doing. So, yeah, just overall improvement on the defense is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um. Next question. We've already touched on this, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, I forgot to say the next, the last at of that last question. Uh, CBG underscore takes at CBG underscore takes. Thank there you for the go. last question. There we go. Uh, Brian Wallace at the District BW. Over the next 10 games, if there's little to no improvement, does a coaching change take place? I think over the next two games, (laughs) if there's no improvement. Yeah. I would go more of his route. I think 10. I think if if 10 games, if nothing is happening, even in whatever you want to call this. Again, we go back to the word rebuild, retool. Don't know what the hell we're doing here. Uh, Even if we're in the midst of that, over the next 10 games, if nothing is improving, then I think a message has to be sent somewhere. And yeah. unfortunately, that is going to probably be a coach. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that because uh, especially and again, I'm basing a lot of this off of last season. Last season, we were at the start of this rebuild and we were doing very, fairly very well. well, fairly well, very well, very for well a rebuild for season. a rebuild. You finishing 500 was good. We had a lot of great games, a lot of promise. And coming out the gate like this is just so disheartening. So 
yeah, I think if, if another 10 games go down and, and we are the same pattern of behavior uh, of a team, then I think there's no question if you're Yarmo, you have to start considering something to be done. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. So I'm trying to find another question. Well, that's the part of this thing you guys start doing. Quicker. I know, but I mean, a lot of them are repeats or yeah, they're saying the same right. thing or some of them just aren't good. I'll be honest with the followers. That's fine. Some of their questions are not <laughs> are good. Not good. There's one that was a hashtag, like, please read my question. He's a friend of the pod, so make sure you read that. Yeah, I'll read this. Uh, it was a hashtag Tyler read my damn question. Yeah, which he's sorry. Not I'm not Tyler. Tyler's not here, uh, but it's Stu Sickles at BS beef. Friend of the pod, you said? Yes, he's a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Everyone's a friend of the pod that, you know, asks yeah. questions. But no. Assume you guys didn't know our coach doesn't eat meat. <laughs> Knowing that, can we really expect anything better than what we've seen from this team so far? Yeah, so uh, it was making this round on social media here. I didn't uh, know. Yeah, so I guess he was, Brad Larson was asked some type of a question. I think it was in regards to, like, some Finnish delicacy. I think it was deer. Yeah. And uh, he was asked, like, will you, like, be eating this here while you're here? Because I think, I don't know if it's a thing over there. And he pretty much said, no, I don't eat meat. And huh. that took the fan base by surprise. But, a I lot mean. Of people were like, what's going on here? Are so. you going to fault the dude for a diet? <laughs> I know a lot of really cool vegetarians, man. Yeah, I don't know. I've never met a vegetarian I like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's crazy. Yeah, right? But, yeah, no. I mean. <laughs> it's almost along those lines of, like. I don't trust any person that never finishes a beer. Like if you leave a beer on, like a half drink, drank beer on the on, yeah. on, on a bar can't table, trust somebody I can't trust you. Like if you order the beer, just drink. You gotta it. drink the whole thing. You gotta drink the whole thing. So if you don't eat meat, you're missing out. Yeah, exactly. Like, but again, I I looked I looked not into this at all. And if you choose to live that lifestyle, good, whatever you do, you I don't care. Yeah, I live my life. Oh, I like meat. It was it was reindeer was the delicacy. Reindeer it was, was the caribou d- was okay. the delicacy. I found it. There we go. Nice fact check there. Yeah, I'm here. Yes. That's but, why, you're, that's why um, you're the intern. Yeah. You want to do one more and we then end it, it or you want to end it now? We can do a couple more if you got a couple uh, more. Let's see if I can find a couple more that are good. We yeah. didn't a lot of them are repeats or stuff we've already touched on. That's fair. Um We we'll no we'll lighten the mood a little bit. We'll go comical. Okay. Who on the team do you think oh sorry. Uh Tristan Fresh Stuhler I, I don't know if I'm saying nice. that correctly Nice um, At T Fresh Stuhler 3 Who on the team do you think is the best cornhole player and why? Best cornhole player and why I think has definitely got to be No knock to any other culture No It's definitely got to be an American It's an American game Like come on Absolutely. now It's got to be somebody on the 4th of July in the backyard of their parents house you Sleeveless know, shirt yeah. Working the grill But also got a nice brew in hand Yeah You know to me, my first initial thought went to Boone Jenner. I feel like, especially with a name like Boone, I don't know why, Boone? but I feel like that dude's just good at cornhole. I feel like he's good at cornhole. He's good finding the hole. Um, Are you doubling down on that, that he's good at finding the hole? I think so. I think he, he could probably find a good hole. Yeah. All right. I, I can uh, get behind that. I can yeah. agree with that. I think Boone Jenner, I think Zach Rowinski kind of crossed my mind. I think he'd be like a, a, a deadly assassin. You wouldn't, I, you wouldn't expect no, it. No, I got a sleeper pick. Okay. Cole Sillinger. Oh, Cole for sure. Yeah, dude is young. Oh, yeah. Dude is young. The dude's playing beer dye. He's playing cornhole. He's well, playing uh, all uh, of them. A water dye. He's 19. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, let's not pretend like he wasn't that standard the other day. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. My sleeper <laughs> pick there is Cole Sillinger. Yeah. That dude, I feel like, can toss a mean bag. 
He definitely can, especially if he's got, you know, Tate McRae looking on. Like, he's got to Oh, impress. he's got to show out. she got to show out, show off, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I think Cole for sure. Um, there was another one that I saw. Let me see, what, let me see yeah, your you phone got, You here. go look. No, you're good. Who was it? He wanted to have a positive outlook. Oh, yeah. That Cannon was Dave. That was going to be my last one, actually. Okay, well, he can be another one. I also, get to whoever Neff said. We got to talk to Neff a little bit, this guy right next to him. Oh, yeah? But we can go that one first, then that one. Okay. So, hashtag CB Gl- CBJ Global Series Neff. Michael Neff, friend of the pod. At Michael Neff 44. How surprised are you that our head coach does not eat meat? Looks like we'll have to make up for reindeer consumption here. Rest assured, <laughs> I'll take one for the team. Yeah, Cheers, yeah. friends. Cheers. Uh, yeah, we just talked about it. Never mind. I didn't realize the question. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I I, I, but I am kind of surprised because Brad Larson's kind of a big dude. Big, stocky I mean, dude. I, like you can, like like I know you can get big off of other things, but when I think, you know, a big hockey guy, I think guys fucking pounding steak and pasta. Yeah, okay. I get that. But right? I feel like that's more... It's more of like just like a beefy overload, you know? Like you yeah. don't necessarily have to eat that to get big. You don't. It helps. Yeah, I guess. But I don't like so yeah. it. So yeah, so then um uh Cannon Crew Dave at Dave is a mess. Uh, of the pod. Friend of the pod. Sorry, I'm I'm getting to know all you these got, yeah, you'll figure it out. I'll I'll learn. This is only week three for me. Yeah. Your listeners need some positivity at this point. It's too easy to be negative about almost all aspects of the team. Go through our starting lineup and find a positive in each player's performance so far. Oh god, that's way too. Yeah, long. that's too long. Do All you right. just want to find a positive? Let's eat, let's find two positives. Yeah, yeah. A I piece like that. from each from two different players. Okay. I, I so can, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, do you have anything off the top of your mind? Uh, off the top of my mind, I'm going to steal yours off the rip. So you have to think <laughs> of another one. Okay. Cole Sillinger. Okay. I think has had, like you said, some phenomenal looks early. Okay. I don't think his points show for how well I think he's played in the later half in in the last five games. I would say okay, he's had some good looks. He's assisted on a couple goals. I think he's facilitating the puck well, but I, like you said, I don't I don't think he's on a line that necessarily allows him to shine at the level that he could. But I do think that's a positive. He's had some good looks. I think he'll. I think he'll. This is going to be my hot take of the episode. I think Sillinger will break out in Finland or in one of the two games immediately following Finland. Okay, I hope so. I think he will break out. And then I think... Well, let's go every other, so I'm going to get yeah, one now. Yeah, you go. Uh, mine is Patrick Lyon, eh? Yeah. For the simple fact of I think he's now fully embracing the city of Columbus. Okay. There was a lot of people like, oh, why is Patrick Lyon want to re-sign there? Why does Gaudreau want to sign here? It's exactly. Columbus, a lot of Ohio. People doubt the Columbus market. They do, and they don't. There's people that have never been here and understand the Columbus market. They don't get how you know we're a pretty up and coming city, if not already kind of already coming. Exactly. That's what she said. That is what uh, she said. Anyways, so mine is Patrick Line for the simple fact that I think he's fully embracing the city now, and I, I say that to say this, this is also kind of old news. Uh, prior to the start of the season, he dedicated. Um, he, well, he he committed that he was going to give one thousand dollars per point to uh, the community like homeless shelter in Columbus. Yeah. So like to me he's he's fully and that's a, that's just personal money. That's not yeah, like no. that ain't like the team giving him money like hey go do this good act and we'll we'll just Yeah, no, we'll that, that's his money. Like that he came out issued the statement like that's him fully committing to the city of Columbus. He wants to donate $1,000 per point to this to this city. Um so I think that's cool. I think he's fully like kind of embracing the Columbus, Columbus culture. I think you can tell he is, he enjoys it here. He has that smile back on his face. Yeah. So I, that's that's one positive right there for yeah. me. So yeah. I think my second positive 
I think I think I want to talk about my second positive, not a general player. I think I want to talk about it being young guys on the team. Okay. Just in general. I mean, you got Blankenberg, you got Tarasov, who's struggling, but he's shown glimpses. Glimpses, oh yeah. You got glimpses of him. And then Juracek, who's been called up, played decently well in the Boston game. I don't think the score kind of represents necessarily how well some of these guys played. Yeah. But I think you got a nice young, especially you can add Sillinger in that, he's 19. You got a young core that I think will help build this team going forward, especially with Juracek, Blankenberg. You got Blankenberg, who's 5'7", but plays like he's 6'3", 230. Right. That, and he's got a mustache sent from heaven. Yeah. I mean, it's that, pretty sexual. Hopefully, I, I haven't seen it recently. Hopefully, he hasn't. I coming hope he hasn't shaved. After coming off of IR, maybe he. I hope he didn't shave it. But yeah, those are my two positives. I would say Sillinger, like as an individual player, and then I would just say the the group of core young guys that we have that I think can definitely be beneficial to these to this team going forward as we kind of work through this retool that Yarmo wants to call it. I respect it. I respect it. All right, my next one is uh, it's not really a surprise by any means, but I'm gonna go with Boone Jenner. In his face-off percentage, he is off to a rec- a career year in right. terms career, of or career high, right? Career high in terms of his face-off percentage. I believe it's like high fifty. I think it's like Ooh, fifty-three. I think somebody 50, might have said it in fifty-three, fifty-four, fifty-five percent. Maybe I think somebody said it in. Uh, let's get social. Well, we see what that number is then. If we got it there, um, fifty-seven point sixty-four percent is career high. That's all you can ask for from a center, baby. Your first line center. Your first line center. Granted, listen, I understand Boone is not that skill, finesse guy to be a first line center, but the fact he's at least getting the puck to our guys very consistently, winning Mm -hmm. those faceoffs, and he's career high to start the season at 57%. That's fantastic. Exactly. So I think you got to take that positive there. So those are my those are my two positives. And those are two very good positives. Dave, yeah. Dave is a mess. Thank you for that question. Dave, we needed that. Yeah, we did need that. As much as the negative that we like to talk yeah. specifically, as the fans like to talk, I think we needed yeah. to harp on some positives. We did. And if you're ever by the cannon, go say hi to Dave because Dave's good people. Sometimes, if you're drunk enough, when the Jackets <laughs> score a goal, he'll hand you the flag and you can wave it. You know how the cannon crew, like, they wave the flag? Yeah, no. I might have to oh, get yeah. drunk enough at a game next time. Now, don't know. line up and say that I sent you. Like, if I'll just say <laughs> friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. If you're listening to this, don't expect that to happen. <laughs> but he definitely one time looked at me. He's like, you want to wave it? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I was about uh, seven and a half whiskey doubles deep. But I waved that flag very proudly. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine yeah. it's seven and a half whiskey doubles deep. Yep. Also, you complained about the price of whiskey doubles earlier. That's your fault. I know it's my whiskey fault. doubles at a hockey game. But listen, I don't like to get out of my seat during the game a lot of times. I want to sit there and enjoy the game of hockey. So I don't want to have to continue to get up and get drinks. So I just get a double. That's fair. And that's $23. That's fair. <laughs> Absolutely fair. But I will say, granted, the majority of my drinks are consumed prior to, prior to going into the arena. Yeah. They're at, consumed at our bar. As they should be. So, yeah. So, I don't know if you want me to do one more question or you want to end do on a positive any, note. Do you have any other questions? I didn't have any more unless you have one that you're thinking of. I think no. I asked all the relatively 
important ones. We got some more jokes about Brad Larson being a vegetarian. There was a lot of Brad Larson ones. That really was sent shockwaves. It really sent people <laughs> off. I'll we, be there's honest. probably about 15 questions in there just about Brad Larson not eating meat, which I think is <laughs> which I think is crazy. Like you don't, y'all don't know vegetarians, uh, yeah. Know? But like you know, they really. Yeah. I'm not. Sh- I won't say this the term pissed off, but I think it really kind of irritated. The it fan irritated. Base. It alarmed <laughs> some some of the fan base. <laughs> it did. Um. Best cornhole player, uh, a lot of Brad Larson replacement. I like the, that was a good question. That was a good cornhole. question. Yeah, a lot like of Brad Larson replacement questions. Again, uh, who? I don't know who. Did you yeah. have? Do you have an idea? I, you, I have no idea. I'm talking about people there. Yeah, I, I don't think they do. I think they're asking us because they want the info. Believe we it or not, we have about as much as you do. Believe it or not, we're not experts. We pretend to be. Yeah, we're we're just we're the ones with the mice in our hands, and we somehow let that literally like, I I, I create the show flow the day of. <clears throat> And all I do is hit hashtag CBJ on Twitter, and I find the the topics to talk about. Oh, we got one more, and I feel like we kind of dis- we kind of discussed this quick because you guys discussed it in passing last week. Okay, would a Bo uh, Boquist being in a first round for Jake Chikrin in a fourth round trade work? Hmm. My I'm gonna be my instant reaction is no. That's a lot. That's a lot. I, I I really like Boquist. I don't know that I would want to give up Boquist. I think I think we could give up and Bean. I like Bean. I'll be honest. Bean's good. He's kind of been a hit or miss this year. So but when is, he, so is Boquist. Yeah, but, but when they're hit, they're good. They're good. They're good. Um, I don't know. I I just think the fact that Chikrin literally said prior to Gaudreau coming to Columbus. He didn't want to come here, but then once Gaudreau got signed, he said he wanted yeah. to come here. I don't need that negative energy yeah, in no. the city. We don't, don't need that need kind of don't need those vibes. bandwagoning, if you want to nah, call it Nah, don't need it. Don't need it. But, yeah, I, but mean, I mean, I would like to add a, a player like a Chikrin, though. Yeah. I mean, he's a solid veteran defenseman. I think that's something that the Jackets really could use right now. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Chikrin is the solution as much. And I, I just feel like they're just asking too much. Yeah. And, and And that was something that, kind of came to light last year when he went to the trade market. Um, and he, for whatever reason, Arizona was just like, what they're asking price is way too high for that guy. Yeah. Shouldn't have been as so, high as it was. No. So I think that's giving up too much. But yeah, but. I mean, that, that's about it for the let's get social. All right, we're done. Are we finally? We're finally done. Hour, hour 27-ish, you know? Yeah, I'll be impressed. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Look at that. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell Kyle, Tyler, or Warren. They're just gonna turn on and be surprised. That intern Braden. Yeah. Is I was on like, pod. you know what? I'm not gonna let him speak for at least like you know two, three months. Then we'll get him on the podcast. But, yeah. Try two. But three you know weeks. what? Kyle goes to Finland. Warren's you know MIA. Kyle or Tyler's got to do something tonight. I did, I've done the all by myself episodes. I don't want to. Yeah, I feel like they're just not fun. Uh, yeah, like I can drink. I did. I, I can drink confirm. a lot. I got called up yesterday. I the text. I was <laughs> sitting in AAA. You know, I've been doing, been grinding. <laughs> yeah, paying my dues for two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. Got called up yesterday. Yeah. You know, it was a good time. So hopefully, you as our listeners enjoyed Braden. Um, he's if, like I said, he's our intern. He's gonna be writing for us. You can check out. Some of his articles on artillerypod.com, which you got to crank one out here soon. I do need to. I've been struggling to find a subject. You'll get I think, one. I think, I think at this point, I might just wait till the weekend. That's write fun. about the Finland games. Maybe do like a little Finland recap. Yeah, might do that. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Do a Finland recap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, artillerypod.com as well if you want to check out articles. All of our links to uh, our, our podcasting, to social channels, is all there. 
Um, I started writing. I wrote an article uh, last week about Boomer and how, you know, he just didn't have any respect. Yeah, I need to write. You need to write. I know. I, I've done two. <laughs> I got to get I gotta get going. But, yep. Uh, anyways, Boomer. thanks for listening to the podcast, Little Boomers. We love you. Thank you for uh, listening to 223. Uh, we might. So listen, me and Warren flirted with the idea of doing an episode on Sunday uh, to kind of recap the Helsinki, uh, Finland uh, trip. So we we might do one if they go in two and Brad Larson doesn't have a plane ticket back. We'll for sure do an episode on Sunday. Uh, regardless, thanks for listening. And if we don't do that episode, sorry I've teased it. But just, you know, maybe keep refreshing your podcast feeds and it might come out. Anyways, we love you. We will see you sometime in the next week. Goodbye. testing the microphone hello hello do you need me to talk the whole time into it get it to work how do you test it what are you looking i for? need you to like speak from like here you I'm know speaking from here well but, like, how, like do you, how how do you sing i sing from you know the diaphragm okay. under the lungs you get it up Got lower it. the jaw get it all in there it's all about the jaw it's all about the jaw uh, gotta get big deep breaths really swallow a lot of air there sometimes get on your knees and like really go for it yeah you gotta extend yeah you know, don't be afraid to cradle the mic in a gentle way. <laughs> Maybe caress the, the 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 cord. Yeah, you know? a little bit. Keep it in action. Yeah. You don't want to neglect yeah. it. No, you can't neglect the cord. Can't never never neglect the cord. Yeah, I think that's good. I think we're our levels are good.